gone to the word of God this morning, shall we um, look to God's word? You know, today is uh, popularly celebrated as the day of Pentecost uh, around the world. Um, and the day uh, Pentecost, the, you know, is not just, a, it's, not, it's not a denomination. The Bible uh, does not prescribe uh, any denomination and neither do we subscribe to any particular denomination. Uh, we don't want to brand ourselves in any way. The only brand name we have for all of us is that we're all, that's right, you got it. Looks like you've been listening to my sermons. <laughs> Amen. That's it. We are a disciple of Jesus. Amen. That's it. We are Bible-believing, Bible-following, uh, Jesus-loving uh, believers, you know, hell-emptying, devil-chasing believers as well. I thought somebody should shout an amen. You're all not Pentecostals, so I think that's why you're not saying amen. <laughs> okay. Now, the Passover, the festival or the feast of Passover uh, symbolizes Christ's uh, giving of himself for us and for our sins uh, to be forgiven. That we could be redeemed from death. That's um, the day on which Jesus died. And uh, the days of unleavened bread, uh, the feasts of the Old Testament, uh, teaches that we must uh, remove and avoid sin and uh, obey God in our actions and our attitudes. And the next festival that comes in that line is called as a Feast of Pentecost. And uh, this is what um, is today. You know, if you calculate from the uh, day that Jesus died and rose again, the 50th day, Penta means 50 in Greek. And Pentecost is that feast that is celebrated on the 50th day after the Passover. And this festival is known by several names that derive from its meaning and timing. The feast the, the Old Testament, you know, when you read through the feasts in Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers, and many of these passages, you would find different terminologies used there. It may not be specifically referred as the Feast of Pentecost, but would be referred as the Feast of Harvest. In Exodus 23 and 16, it talks about the Feast of Harvest. And Numbers 28 and 26, it represents the first fruits, the Feast of the First Fruits which are gathered as a result of the labor of those who completed the spring grain harvest in ancient Israel. Also, you find that um, in Exodus 34 and 22 as well, it's called as a feast of the weeks, with this name coming from the seven weeks plus one day, that is a 50 in all, that are counted to determine when to celebrate this festival. You find that in Leviticus 23, 16. We don't have time to read through all of these passages. That would require for us to do an exclusive study on the feasts. We could do that one day. But just for us to get a grasp of where this is coming from, that this is not a new New Testament idea, but these are feasts that the Lord instituted for the people of Israel, which are progressively uh, repre representing the suffering, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit and the 
uh, ingathering or the harvest of souls. And to represent that fulfillment, these were symbolically instituted in the Old Testament. And similarly, in the New Testament, you find the same feast called as the Festival of Pentecost. Uh, Pentecostos in uh, Greek, which means 50th. Among Jews, the most popular name for this festival is the Feast of Weeks among the Jews. Or in Hebrew, it's called Shavuot. When celebrating this festival, many Jewish people recall one of the greatest events in history, God's revealing of the law on Mount of Sinai. That's what the Jewish people specifically remember on this day. That God revealed his word, his law, instructions as to how to live as a people of God in this world. And that instruction uh, or given to the people on Mount of Sinai is remembered on this day. And as we find in the Old Testament for this feast, the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks, um, the Feast of Ingathering, these all represent uh, harvest or the ingathering of the sheaves, the grain, uh, the, uh, you know, the fruit of the labor, whatever they worked hard and they've seen the crops grow and now they're harvesting. That's the time in which it is done. But that, although done in a seasonal time in Israel, it represents, as God instituted it in that culture, it represents the ingathering of the harvest of souls which would come uh, after the Spirit of God was sent down on that day. And so it was on that day, God sovereignly chose that day, the, the day of Pentecost, on which the Holy Spirit would be sent down to the people. Talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, we looked at now the day of Pentecost and where it comes from. We're now going to be talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity. He's not just some kind of a power. He's not, uh, the Holy Spirit is very often misunderstood based on the manifestations. Um, some people would cry, some people would laugh, some people might fall. When the Spirit of God comes upon them, uh, maybe they are not able to physically withstand the presence, the power of the Spirit, and they may fall. And sometimes looking at these manifestations, people would say, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is primarily, He's a person, He's the third person of the Trinity. But many of those things that are seen externally are the uh, visible manifestations of His presence and His power mightily at work in a person's life. Right, so let's not confuse the manifestations from the person of the Holy Spirit. So to have a greater understanding of this Pentecost, we need to understand that the Spirit of God was given on that day. And so we're going to be talking about who He is and His power and His work. Now He is also represented as the power of God, as the agent of uh, His power at work in action, even from the time of creation. The Bible talks about how even when the time of the heavens and the earth were not in order, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters right in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. 
being a person the holy spirit has feelings we don't address him as it he's a person he can become sad or grieved or angry and others can insult him and blaspheme against him all of this you find you know recorded in scriptures bible talks about grieve not the holy spirit do not provoke him to anger as you did in those times as the people of israel did then do not insult the spirit of grace the bible talks about these verses do not blaspheme the holy spirit and any blasphemy against the holy spirit will not be forgiven and so he's a person who has emotions you know god uh, we created in the image of god and god uh, is a person with a personality he's divine but he has a personality with emotions like us and so just to help us understand who the holy spirit is the bible talks about how the people of israel rebelled and grieved his holy spirit in isaiah 63:10 so he turned and became their enemy and he himself fought against them I'm going to be continually quoting many verses matthew 12:31 talks about how every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven but blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven in matthew 12:31 in acts 7:51 you stiff neck people your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised you are just like your ancestors who always resist the holy spirit he loves people spirit of grace spirit of love he's the spirit of god and uh, and so he loves people and so the people resisted the holy spirit grieved them in ephesians 4:30 do not grieve the holy spirit of god with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption ephesians 4:30 talks about that do not grieve the holy spirit he has a very sensitive heart he's tender and compassionate full of love love and mercy and that's why the fruit of the spirit begins with you know the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness that's the nature of the spirit in hebrews 10:29 talks about how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of god under foot who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them who has insulted the spirit of grace turning away from christ turning away from salvation after being renewed after being uh, regenerated after experiencing salvation being baptized and making a covenant with jesus if we turn away from the blood of the covenant treated as common what is sacred we insult the spirit of grace hebrews 10:29 and so this helps us to a little bit have an, a a glimpse into who the holy spirit is what is his nature like what kind of a person he is all right let's go on and talk about a little bit about the power of the holy spirit in luke's gospel chapter 24 and verse 49 we need to have a wholesome understanding sometimes people would just only talk about speaking in tongues or the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit when it comes to talking about the holy spirit but we need to understand who he is as a person and then his power and jesus talks about talks about 
the power of the Holy Spirit or the coming of the power of the Spirit. In Luke's Gospel chapter 24 and verse 49, Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Luke 24, 49. He's also represented as the power of God who is given to people. I'm going to send you who, what my Father has promised, but stay in the holy in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus is coming and demonstrating the power of the kingdom through signs, wonders and miracles and preaching the good news of the kingdom, his suffering, death, burial and resurrection and the coming of the Holy Spirit, all of this put together is just showcasing the ushering in of the kingdom of God for which the people of Israel were waiting for, about which the holy prophets of God prophesied. And the fulfillment of those prophecies and the progressive revelation of God is found the fullness uh, in its full blown revelation is found in the person and the work and the death, burial, resurrection and the coming of the spirit. You, found, you find the full blown revelation of God and the kingdom of God being ushered in in all of these put together. And so we need to understand that God created man, man fell into sin, God had a plan of redemption and he continues to reveal himself progressively to man, gives him laws, instructions as to how to live as his people and through the revelation of the law and the enforcement of the law through the prophets and the bringing in of the priests, the establishing of the temple by which people could draw near to him, he is revealing himself through all of this progressively and in establishing the people of Israel as his people, he has picked them up to reveal himself to them and through them to the nations. And by establishing this earthly kingdom, he is helping them and the nations to know that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords that one day all the kingdoms of the world will become the kingdom of God and of his Christ. And Jesus is one day coming back to hand over the kingdoms of this world to the father as the kingdom of God for which he's preparing us and to establish his kingdom, his kingship in this world, Jesus comes in. But he does not come in like any other king. He's not born in a palace. He doesn't sit on a throne. He doesn't ride on a white horse. But instead he's born in a manger. He's, he lives a simple and ordinary life walking down the streets of Jerusalem in the region of Galilee. Proclaiming the kingdom of God. That's why the message he preached was that behold the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. And he comes ushering in, announcing the coming of the dawn of a new age. Not the new age movement. A new season where now it's no longer just the people of Israel who are the called out ones. Who are the ones who are set apart for God. But now he has come to bring establish the kingdom of God all over the world that both Jew and Gentile will be in his kingdom. 
and he has always shown from the beginning that his heart is not just for the people of Israel but his heart is for the whole world and that's why even the lineage of the people of uh, Jesus in the Matthew's gospel chapter 1 you find names like Rahab a prostitute from the city of Jericho who is not a Jew who's a gentile sinner is recorded you find a Ruth who's a Moabite whose name is recorded so you have uh through the you know history of the nation of Israel that God has been revealing himself to them but his heart has always been for the whole world for the gentiles as well and so now when Jesus comes and ushers in his kingdom he wants he's been constantly setting apart people for himself and now he wants his disciples to also assist him in setting apart more people for himself for all eternity and that's why he says hey guys you can't do this on your own i'm not going to be with you all the time physically for his presence would be limited physically even though he was able to you know move even within closed doors and he would he is present everywhere all the time but his intention his plan was that he would come and do the work of redemption and not just stay physically in one geographical location but he would ascend back into heaven and be with the father but he would send the third person of the trinity the holy spirit to be with all of us so that we will be empowered clothed with power from on high that we could continue to do his work through his power and assist him in setting apart more people for god for this is what he's been doing from the beginning amen do you get what i'm talking about so this is not some new phenomena that has suddenly happened and some fringe group in the christian world uh you know taking that and overemphasizing that and have become too fanatical about that and that's happened unfortunately in some circles but we need to understand this falls in the big picture of god's plan through the ages amen i just want us to see that how this is part of god's plan through the ages and so we don't have a freedom or have the prerogative to choose whether we want the presence and the power of the holy spirit or not of course we have a freedom of choice in one sense but this is not for us to judge and say oh this is for that time is not meant for us let's not read or something else in the scripture for unfortunately many believers or christians so called christians around the world believe that the work the power the manifestation the gifts of the holy spirit and all of this have ceased with the first century this was only meant for the first uh, century early apostles and the disciples of jesus and all ceased they just picked that one verse from first corinthians chapter 13 and would say oh it all ceased already but they don't read the whole letter of paul to the church at corinth in its whole context and what he's saying all that he's saying there is that when you have the gifts of the spirit and all of this but if you don't have love and only function in the gifts of the spirit that is of no use 
because all of these gifts and everything will cease one day but love endures forever the gifts are given for this present world but love is something that continues on for all eternity faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love he concludes because he was writing into a particular context where the situation at the church in corinth was that there were divisions among the believers there the divisions were based on whom they pledged their allegiance to which leadership they pledged their allegiance to based on that i follow apollos or paul cephas and they were divided and because of that paul writes and says you excel in these gifts and everything but you don't have love you don't agree with each other you're not united with one another and so to emphasize that to in that context he writes the greatest of these is love and he would say you know gifts and tongues and all of these would cease and even if you have all of this if you sacrifice yourself and you can burn your body in you know fire and give yourself you know and speak in many tongues of angels and men but if you don't have love it's of no use so let's understand that passage in its context and some of them in the christian world have taken that and said oh everything has ceased the work and the presence and the power of the holy spirit has ceased and any anyone being filled with the holy spirit or speaking in tongues which is the evidence of fill, being filled with the holy spirit or anyone functioning the gifts of the holy spirit prophesying or healing the sick or casting out demons or uh, you know giving a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or discerning the spirit any of these manifestations all of that they put together and they would brand that and say this is all strange fire and that's a false teaching that you find in the christian world today where they would call anything of the holy spirit as strange fire and that's blasphemy against the holy spirit in the united states there was a popular conference called as a strange fire conference it's just about how they talk about how uh the manifestation the power of the holy spirit is all strange fire unfortunately some people in the christian world are still blinded and they have not yet understood the truth of who the holy spirit is and they completely shoot everything of the holy spirit down because of the excesses or the overemphasis or the bizarre things that some people do wrongly in the name of the holy spirit and just because some people do things wrongly or stretch or overemphasize certain things of the power of the manifestation of the spirit that does not make the authentic genuine person the power and the work of the spirit to become false you get what i'm talking about just because a cop who's in mufti is not in uniform rides on the wrong side of the road that does not make the law that says you have to drive on the left side of the road get what i'm talking about just because somebody who has to enforce the law himself is a defaulter does not make the law invalid amen all right and so we got to understand these things with the right biblical perspective and so that's what we're going to do this morning we're doing this morning to help us to understand that these these are the feasts of the lord the feast of the first fruits the feast of the ingathering the feast of harvest all of that representing the uh, you know 
the day of pentecost the feast of pentecost in the greek it's called as pentecost okay pentecosta and and so on that day 50th day after the day of passover jesus sent as he promised as the father has promised the third person of the trinity the holy spirit to come and uh, fill his people so that they will receive power from on high come with me to acts chapter 1 in verse number 4 luke picks up from where he left in luke 24 in acts chapter 1 in verse 4 on what occasion while he was eating with them he gave them this command do not leave jerusalem but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about for john baptized with water but in a few days you will be baptized with the holy spirit in verse 8 but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth and as they were gathered had they had gathered together as jesus told them to wait in the city of jerusalem and they were praying together in verse 14 they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and mary the mother of jesus and with his brothers in verse 15 there were a group about 120 as they were all waiting and praying as the lord told them to on the day of pentecost in chapter 2 and verse 1 when the day of pentecost came they were all together in one place verse 2 suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were sitting verse 3 they saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them verse 4 all of them let's all read it together verse 4 all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them who received the holy spirit all of them amen that's a gift given to everybody the person the power of the spirit is a free gift given to everyone In fact if you come down to chapter the same chapter in verse 12 Peter's referring from quoting from Joel's prophecy in verse 17 you will find in the last days God says I will pour out my spirit on who all people in some translations it will say all flesh you just have to be flesh and blood the gift of the holy spirit is for you amen Come on believe it this morning. I remember Pastor Harry calling us to receive the word of God and saying amen. You remember that sermon long time ago? Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that in the last days God says I will pour out my spirit on all people. Hallelujah. All people includes you. Amen. Tell your neighbor it includes you. Hallelujah. The spirit of God is meant for you also. Don't resist him. Don't say no to him. Sometimes the hardest nuts to crack. Sorry to say that. Some people find it very difficult to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because they've been so conditioned by their own ancient theologies which are not in alignment to scriptures. And so let's throw away all our old theology and all of the false teachings that probably we were conditioned by as we grew up in our young days and come to scriptures and see what the scripture says and let's get a hold of that. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Whatever you might be, you might have been some kind of a denomination or abomination, whatever you came from. Let's pick the word of God and say, I want that. Amen. If the Bible says so, that's what I need. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as a spirit enabled them. As the Holy Spirit would enable them to speak in different languages, they began to speak. And so can you also. Now you might say, why do I need the Holy Spirit? It's very clear in chapter 1 verse 8. You will receive power. First of all, you need to understand this is a gift. The Father promised in verse 4. Wait for the gift my Father promised. If God has a gift for you, why do you want to say no to that? If God wants to give you a spiritual gift, why don't you say yes to that? Somebody say yes this morning. Amen. Somebody say yes Lord. Hallelujah. If the, the Lord wants to give you a spiritual gift, why don't we say yes Lord and receive him? Amen. So the gift the Father has promised. And then you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. It's divine power. It's the power of God. This is a power that enables you to do things that are beyond your capacity. That are beyond your human ability. That are beyond your human knowledge. That are beyond what humanly any human being can do. Hallelujah. It's the power of God. To enable you to be a bold witness for Christ. To be a bold witness for Jesus. In Jerusalem, Nal Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Not to be afraid. And that's where you find that the apostles, the disciples of Jesus went around proclaiming the gospel fearlessly. Even to the same people who denied Jesus, who put him on the cross, who nailed him on the cross of Calvary. People who hated Jesus, people who crucified him, they went, you know, and murdered him, assassinated him. And so if you would call yourself a follower of that same Jesus 50 days after he was crucified, what do you think could happen to you? Come on. The same that thing that happened to Jesus could happen to you if you say, I follow in that Jesus whom you crucified. But how could they rise up and say fearlessly when there was such amount of fear that they could have had because here they're talking to the same community of people who crucified Jesus. But they stand up and say, you put him to death. You wicked men put him to death. But that Jesus is whom the prophets prophesied about and the scriptures talk, talked about. And when they spoke, when Peter and the leaven stood up and spoke, they were cut to the heart and they said, what must we do to be saved? And then Peter responds to them in saying, verse number 38 of chapter 2, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. That's the first step that anyone must do. If you are here, if there's anybody here in the sound of my voice who has not repented of your sins, who has not been baptized into Jesus in water and made a covenant with him in the waters of baptism, to be faithful, to follow him the rest of your life, you've got to repent of your sins, turn away from your wicked ways, turn away from anything that is not true, uh, not the true and the living God and follow Jesus. 
and receive him as the Lord and the Savior of your life and be baptized in him. But when you do that, this is what Peter replied saying, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then what you ought to do, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Yes, it is the work of the Spirit uh, that enables a believer, a person to believe in Jesus. It's the revelation of the work of the Spirit that enables uh, a person to know that Jesus is Lord. You and I have not physically seen Jesus, but how do we know that Jesus is the true living God? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He brings about a revelation in our heart that Jesus is Lord. We read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. We're not, going to, we're not going to go into that now. But here is a subsequent experience of being filled and receiving Him as a gift and being filled with the power from on high. And the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the gift of speaking in tongues. And so if you've not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit and have the experience of the gift of speaking in tongues, ask the Lord, wait in His presence, pray, believe, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with the gift of speaking in tongues. And that's something that God has designed for us. God desires for us. God gives us as a gift to us. Would you receive Him and not resist Him? Amen. Would you receive those gifts and not resist the gifts? Ask and you will receive, the Bible says. And so they waited. They were praying. They were praising God. They were worshipping God. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God came upon them. And the promise is this in verse 39 of chapter 2 of Acts. The promise is for you and your children. And for all who are afar off. For all whom the Lord our God will call this promise is not just for the first century this promise is not just for the 120 this promise is not just for the disciples of jesus this promise is not just for the early church but the bible says in verse 39 this promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off for all whom the lord our god will call to follow him amen and so this promise is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. The word ceases and so it holds good, holds good for you. Amen. Hallelujah. The word will not fail. The word does not tell a lie. God never tells a lie. He's not a man to tell a lie nor a son of man to change his mind. And so what God promised in times past holds good for us even today as good it was on that day of Pentecost. The same way it is good for you and I. Amen. Hallelujah. And so receive it. Receive this word this morning. And believe. Yes Lord. This is for me. This is for my husband. This is for my wife. This is for my son. This is for my daughter. This is for my parents. This is for my children. Hallelujah. Amen. Right now even if they don't believe on the Lord Jesus. Claim this promise for them also. They may not believe in the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the manifestation and the gift of speaking in tongues, but believe for them also. Amen. Hallelujah. They may be probably confused and, you know, uh, bound by certain wrong philosophies that are contrary to scriptures, but pray that God will fill them also with the Holy Spirit. They may be young, they may be old, whoever they may be. Amen. Pray that God will fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. 
you know sometimes people resist the person the work and the power of the spirit for a long period of time and then on some day god cracks them apart and fills them with the holy spirit and then they wake up to this new excitement and say oh how foolish i was i resisted something something so good all this while amen they come to a realization at some point later on and so we need to understand uh, that this is a free gift and this is god's intention for us and we have no right to refuse that in luke's gospel chapter 11 and verse 13 jesus himself says if you then who are evil luke 11:13 If then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him amen if you as earthly fathers give good good gifts to your children how much more your heavenly father will give the holy spirit to those who ask him amen this is what he has given in his word when you ask him he will fill you with divine supernatural power and you will do things that are far beyond your ability you will be a bold witness for christ you can stand even in the midst of great opposition you look at stephen in the bible in acts chapter 7 and verse 55 as he was preaching the gospel and he was caught by those jewish people and they were ready to stone him to death the bible says in acts chapter 7 verse 55 but stephen full of the holy spirit looked up to heaven and saw the glory of god and jesus standing at the right hand of god you know stephen was filled with the holy spirit and that's why he was able to stand that persecution that came even though you know it was going to cost him his own life he was able to stand at the face of persecution boldly for jesus because he was full of the holy spirit and even for the ministry the work of the ministry when the early church leaders set apart some people to take care of the administrative work and the serving of the food they found people who were filled with the holy spirit they found that they needed people who were empowered by the holy spirit to do the work of the ministry it was not just about serving and waiting on tables but it refers to a second line of leadership that were emerging in the church you know and they found people who are filled with the holy spirit nobody can serve the lord effectively without the empowerment of the holy spirit you need the power of the holy spirit else it will be a dead life it will be a dead ministry it will be something that is powerless it will be something that is you know you do with your own strength you need the strength and the power of the holy spirit to serve the lord you need the direction and the guidance of the holy spirit to serve the lord in acts chapter 19 and verses 1 to 7 when you know uh, apollos was at corinth paul took the road through the interior and arrived at ephesus acts 19 verses 1 to 7 paul is coming to ephesus there he found some disciples and asked them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed they answered no we have not even heard that there is a holy spirit So Paul asked then what baptism did you receive John's baptism they replied Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance he told the people to believe in the one coming after him and that is Jesus on hearing this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus when Paul placed his hands on them the holy spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied there were about 12 men in all the people who at ephesus these are gentiles they were baptized in the name of the holy in the name of the lord jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and when paul prayed for them they were all filled with the holy spirit 
And so if you are a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit, you lay hands on somebody who has not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit and pray for them, they will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what God desires for them. You also find next chapter 8 also. When the gospel went to Samaria after persecution broke out of the church in Jerusalem. When Philip went to Samaria and the gospel was preached in Samaria, there was a sorcerer there called Simon. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 9 you find that he practiced sorcery in the city of Samaria and many people followed him because of his great magical power by which he was able to do much magic he amazed the people there in verse 12 when they believed philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of god and the name of jesus christ they were baptized both men and women verse 13 simon himself believed and was baptized this sorcerer got saved we need we want to see such dramatic transformation happening in our city that sorcerers black magicians witchcraft uh, doers will all get saved that can happen only when you are filled with the power of the holy spirit hallelujah that's when you can cast the demon out of that pe- that that person you know in verse number 14 when the apostles in jerusalem heard that samaria had accepted the word of god they sent peter and john to samaria the church in jerusalem the headquarters hears about the gospel being proclaimed in samaria through philip and how many people got saved the news about that reached the church in jerusalem and so they find the key men there Peter and John and send them to Samaria to go and disciple these people who are saved and Simon himself believed and was baptized and uh, you know and the apostles in Jerusalem hear about what happened in Samaria and they sent Peter and John to Samaria verse 15 when they arrived they prayed for the new believers that they there that they might receive the holy spirit because the holy spirit had not yet come on any of them they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and then peter and john placed their hands on them and they received the holy spirit hallelujah amen why he wanted them to be filled with the holy spirit because that's a gift that the father has promised and on the day of pentecost the spirit came and when the spirit came and from then onwards you see there's a great explosion of the you know word of god spreading everywhere and people coming into the kingdom of god through the mighty powerful manifestation of the work and by the bold witnessing of the disciples through the power and the working of the holy spirit amen and if you read through the acts of the apostles and the early church you will find that the work and the power the manifestation and the empowerment of the spirit upon individuals and for the whole church was critical for the progress of the gospel for the salvation of souls And so at a church at Antioch when they had all gathered together and they were all praying together the holy spirit came upon them and the spirit of god prophetically spoke through the elders the teachers and the prophets there at the church at Antioch and they prophesied and said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which i have called them because Barnabas and Saul until then were serving locally but now here they have been called for a global mission where the holy spirit himself has a missional is a missional spirit who has a heart for the salvation of souls and he comes and speaks to them and empowers them to go forth into this world to progress the gospel that's why we need the power the person the anointing 
of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So that you and I can be bold witnesses. And the early apostles prayed that people will be filled with the Holy Spirit. When they were baptized, they laid their hands on them and prayed. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's important that you and I need to understand that we also need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus himself, after he was baptized, when he came up out of the water, there was a Spirit of God who came upon him like in the form of a dove and lighted on him. And then you see him go out into public ministry and demonstrate the kingdom of God in power and in great authority. He himself was filled with the Holy Spirit. If he himself needed the Holy Spirit to do the work of the ministry in this, uh, on this earth, how much more you and I need that power of the Holy Spirit. And he is given to us as a free gift to powerfully demonstrate the kingdom of God in this world. Why we are unable to be a bold witness many a time is because we don't have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you cannot but be a courageous, bold witness for the Lord. And you will be able to do signs and wonders and miracles as you demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit through the gifts that he given, gives to you. You know, the Bible talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in, in 1 Corinthians in chapter number 12 and verses number 4 to 11, you find the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We don't have time to go into that right now, but go and read it, you know, and ask the Lord, Lord, if this is true, if your word is true, fill me with the gifts of, these, of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 11, you read about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is not just for some, this is given for everybody. Amen. As the Spirit determines to whom he would give what? You are a person who is entitled to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and function in these gifts. And when you go and meet somebody, suddenly as a, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, maybe it's a gift of word of knowledge that God might give you. You might have a revelatory knowledge about what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their, what has happened in the past, what is the condition of their life right now. More beyond what you know in the natural, God will give you an insight supernaturally into uh, uh, giving you a knowledge of what's happened in their life and what's going on, what's the state of their mind, what is what are the situations, and that will enable you to minister to them powerfully. God might give you the gift of the word of wisdom, whereby you might have an insight and a window into the future of a person's life and give them a word of wisdom and say, this is what you might have to do, and this is what God wants you to do, and it, an impartation of wisdom for the future. God might give you the gift of prophecy by which you might be able to prophesy and bring edification and help people, the people of God, grow in godliness. And prophecy is not just about foretelling. It's telling forth the word of God and bringing a prophetic word to the people of God to encourage them, edify them, build them up in godliness and to correct them. That you find in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, the purposes of the gift of the uh, of the gift of prophecy in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, or God might give you the gift of healing, whereby you lay hands on someone, and God gives you a unique gift of you know bringing forth healing to even incurable diseases. When you lay hands and pray, they will be healed. Hallelujah, Amen. Somebody will be healed, and through that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Ask God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God might give you a gift of discerning of spirits. 
in enable you to discern when somebody who's demon possessed comes you will know that there's some kind of a false spirit in here or somebody is even ministering or doing something you know out there in the world you know what kind of a spirit they are operating under you will be able to discern the spirit and rebuke that spirit Paul the apostle was able to do that when there was a you know a, a, a slave girl who came around saying these are the servants of the most high god these are the servants of the most high god she was just you know applauding and appraising them if you and i were there probably we would have just said oh how nice somebody is just praising me so much and what was she saying nothing wrong these are the servants of the most high god that's true but he discerned in the spirit and knew this was a false spirit that was just coming to trouble him and he rebuked it and that demon left her and she was delivered amen hallelujah you need the gifts of the holy spirit hallelujah praise the lord open your heart to the holy spirit on this day of pentecost ask the lord to fill you with the holy spirit if you are a person who is filled with the holy spirit with the gift of speaking in tongues you pray that god will enable you to lay hands on others and they will also receive the holy spirit amen and begin to speak in other tongues and begin to function in the gifts of the holy spirit pray and ask the lord this morning lord i want to function in the gifts of the holy spirit and bring healing and deliverance and to do perform signs and wonders and miracles in the lives of people that through that your name will be glorified and through which many souls will be harvested into the kingdom of god that's what that's why god gave the holy spirit to the early church and to every one of us so that we will progress the kingdom of god in this world hallelujah so that we will be equipped it's a tool that you need to build the kingdom of god amen hallelujah if you need to build a building you need tools you need machines you need raw material you need all of that the word of god you need the gift of the holy spirit you need the gifts of the spirit those are tools to build the kingdom of god and progress the word of god in this world and by such anointed people of god the word of god progressed rapidly rapidly in the early times in the first century and so does the word of god progress rapidly even today by the gifts and the power of the holy spirit that jesus has given to everyone who is the father has promised as a free gift for everybody you can receive his power even today hallelujah if you've been in this church for a long time and if you still not yet receive the holy spirit start praying right now but if you've come into this church recently and maybe these are teachings that you're hearing for the first time or recently you know start praying start praying don't feel sad that you've not yet been filled with the holy spirit don't worry and by the way you know god will fill even your children even small children babies even when they are in the womb god will fill them with the power of the holy spirit while elizabeth was carrying john the baptist when mary the mother of jesus greeted elizabeth the baby in the womb leaped and she was filled with the holy spirit hallelujah even the fact that jesus was conceived you know in mary was through the power of the holy spirit such supernatural things will happen through the power of the holy spirit hallelujah you ask the lord lord fill me with your holy spirit god anointed samuel even as a little boy and he became a prophet to the priest and a prophet to the nation of israel and he became a kingmaker 
because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah became a prophet to the nations because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. What you cannot do by us, uh, yourself, you will be able to do with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. My brother was only 12 and I was 6 in the same house downstairs on one Sunday night as we were praying together as a family. You know, one of those nights in a family prayer, the Spirit of God led my parents to lay hands on both of us. And they were not in the ministry at that time. And they were working in secular jobs. And the Spirit of God led them to lay hands on us and pray that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as they laid hands on both of us and prayed, both of us were filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time, just 12 and 6, we began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave us the gift of tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of age. He will fill anybody with his power. Hallelujah. You don't have to know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You don't have to have gone to a Bible college you know, to receive the Holy Spirit. You don't have to have had the great Christian heritage and a background and a family you know, uh, situation to receive the Holy Spirit. Anybody can receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only believe and ask the Lord. He will fill you. And when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, your life will change dramatically. Amen. Hallelujah. Your life will change dramatically. And you will function in the supernatural realm. Why don't you ask the Lord? Lord, I also want to function in the supernatural. I want to prophesy. I want to speak in tongues. I want to heal the sick. I want to do signs and wonders and miracles. I want to bring forth the word of knowledge. I want to bring forth the word of wisdom. I want to lay hands on the sick and they must recover. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me and let's pray together. Hallelujah. Even as we prepare ourselves to participate in the table of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is right here. Would you just believe and lay your hand on the person standing next to you and begin to pray loudly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just lay your hand on the person standing next to you and start praying right now for the person right now standing next to you and pray, Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anoint them with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Even though they may not have received yet, Lord, right now we pray that they will receive, Lord. Touch somebody and pray. Hallelujah. Fill them with the mighty Holy Spirit, Lord. Everybody pray. Pray, lay hands on children. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray right now. Lord, we believe, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. This is a gift that the Father has promised. Oh, hallelujah, which you spoke about. And you sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, a counselor, a comforter. Hallelujah. A guide, an advocate who speaks on our behalf. Hallelujah. When we do not know what we ought to pray for, Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit himself will intercede. Hallelujah. Oh, when we go out into the world, we want to demonstrate the power of the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Powerfully in Jesus' mighty name. Let everyone be filled right now from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet. Hallelujah. 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 Right now we pray you will touch everyone. We pray that your presence will come upon everybody. Oh, from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet, Lord. Ask and receive. You will receive, brother, sister, if you ask the Lord sincerely. If you ask the Lord uh, with earnest desire, 
God will fill you. He is no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Don't worry about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Oh, just ask the Lord and he will fill you right now. Oh, yes, Lord. Just say, yes, Lord, I want the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, I want your power. Yes, Lord. Oh, I want a deliverance, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I want a breakthrough in my heart, oh God. Oh, I want to experience oh, a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, like never before, oh Master. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We pray that everyone shall be filled. Everyone shall be filled. Pray, pray, open your mouth wide and pray, hallelujah, pray aloud, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Claim it and say, Lord, your word says so. And I want to be filled, Lord. Your word says so. Oh, your word is true, Lord. I believe your word. Fill me, Lord. Oh, right now, yes, Lord, Jesus Hallelujah. Everyone be filled from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray as on that day, Lord, that everyone was filled, Lord. Hallelujah. Fill everyone. Jesus. Oh, we pray, Lord, that Lord Jesus, this morning, they will truly experience a mighty power of God coming upon them. Oh, Shanana Magaradana, Shanana Magaradana, Uramamama Shivarabarabarabara. Lord, we pray for everybody. Not one shall go without your anointing. Not one shall go without your power. No one shall, Lord, oh, hallelujah, without the gift of the Holy Spirit. Fill them with the gift of speaking in tongues. Fill them with the gift of prophecy. Let them begin to prophesy suddenly. Let them begin to, Lord, lay hands on the sick and pray for recovery. Oh, let them begin to pray. Hallelujah. Oh, in the spirit, Lord. Oh, we pray for a mighty breakthrough this morning. We pray for a mighty breakthrough to come. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. We pray that you'll fill everyone with authority, with power. Oh, as you have promised. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We believe your word. We believe your word is true. And you will fulfill your word in everyone's life. You are a faithful God. You are faithful. You are faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God for dying on the cross for us. Hallelujah. Shall we just thank him right now? Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross, for suffering for us. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for rising again. Thank you, Jesus. Even as we break bread this morning, we pray that you'll give us, Lord, Lord, the experience of being in fellowship with you, Master, and also in fellowship with one another as your body, Lord, together as we participate in the table of the Lord. Lord, we acknowledge that we are one in Christ as we participate from the same cup, Lord, that we are all one in Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take heed, this is my body 
which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me and after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood which do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the lord's death till he come for whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup hallelujah let's examine ourselves and pray and ask the lord to cleanse us and sanctify us even as we participate in the table of the lord and say lord forgive my sins sanctify me with one one more time with your precious blood i want to be faithful to you till the end of my life i want to be faithful i want to live by your word bless these elements as we participate lord anoint everyone with your holy spirit jesus we pray even as the two disciples on the road of protemas lord broke bread with you and as they broke bread their eyes were enlightened hallelujah we pray that we will have such an experience even this morning that we will have a greater enlightenment of your word and as together as your church as one body lord we stand together to participate in this body that was broken for us that you made us one Jew and Gentile together as your church the church of the living god we pray your blessing upon us as we participate in the table of the lord we remember what you have done for us jesus thank you lord and we proclaim the lord's death till he comes